0: What's up, friends? This is Oluwaseun Conde from Nigeria, and you're listening to the Faith Culture Podcast. Have you ever wondered what it means to truly worship God? Is worship all that we do in church? Well, today I have with me an amazing person, an amazing guest. He's been on the show before, and um, it's just um, really a privilege to have him on the show again to demystify you know, things for us. Well, we have on the show today Brother Justice, and it's going to be Helping us to understand, you know, the best kept um, secrets, you know, uh, about worship, the misconceptions about worship. Those are the things is going to be helping us um, deal with today. And um, I, I, I need you to please, um, you know, um, pay rapt attention as we, you know, um, you know, start the show this uh, moment uh, with our guest. Welcome to the show, Justice. I don't know why it calls me brother. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting uh,
1: time, I believe, we're going to have here. And I'm so glad for this uh, beautiful privilege to talk about one of the most interesting things, team,
0: ever worship. Oh, wow, this is fantastic! all right thanks a lot justice i mean just to let our guests know this um justice is um is part of the worship team you know of the elevation church and you know you might be asking me why are we asking him to talk about this topic just to give you a tip on the um, iceberg you know so um justice, uh, as we begin this particular topic i want to ask you let's begin on this note what is worship actually wow interesting so the first time worship was really
1: The word worship was really used in the scripture was uh, from Genesis 22, verse 5. So it talks about, um, uh, said Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return. So the worship there, the Hebrew word used there is shaka, which means to bow down. So the first thing to know about worship is bowing is paying homage, is submission, is surrender, is a life of sacrifice, is a life that, that sees a greater value, that recognizes a greater world and then reverently bow before it. Uh, the, the devil said to Jesus, I would give you all the kingdoms of the world if you would bow. So it was demanding worship. So that's the first thing. What is worship? <laughs> worship is recognizing the word of God and responding to it. One, I mean that that, that speaks a lot about it. Then I I, I, I will go just a, a little further, but simply. Worship is our response to the presence of God. Presence of God is everywhere. So the ability to recognize that presence is the first is the first blessing that we have and then our response to it. Remember Jacob was at Bethel formally named laws in Genesis 28. Or he slept and woke up to realize that God was here and I did not know it. So the first thing, when he knew it, he poured oil there and raised an altar, meaning he worshipped. So response, my response, our response, your response to the presence of God is worship. And that can happen on, on different area in different hearts. It's, f- I mean, it's first from my heart. I think we'll go a little further maybe during it but probably just to just to talk more on that. It starts first from my heart because uh, my heart is where treasures are held. When I talk about recognizing God and His worth, it said uh, worship the lord in the beauty of holiness if uh, psalm 29 says like they said give unto the lord who ye mighty one give unto the lord the glory due his name Say, worship the lord in the beauty of holiness there is a worth that god deserves that is incomparable the ability to see it is the first thing and when i see it i respond to it by bowing by adoring by treasuring it and that's a thing of the heart the scripture says where her treasure is her heart will be where her heart is that is where her treasure is I mean that simply means that whatever I hold I in value my heart will long for it That is me giving God worship when I'm able to hold him in high value and my heart longs after him and responds to him. That is me giving God worship. Hmm.
0: Wow. This to me, I knew this was going to be revealing actually. And um, I, I, I mean, I, I, could, I could then deduce that, um, you know, worship is beyond the four walls of the church. Definitely, definitely. Every act, every
1: speech, every thought must acknowledge the presence of God reverently and respond to it. God is present. When we say God is omnipresent, we are not just talking about places geographically alone, we are talking about all that makes me, me, my thoughts, God is present there. Mm. My action in what I do, God is present there. My heart in how I feel, God is present there. Yes, feeling is part of worship. Yes, you have to feel it right. Mm-hmm. Your emotions have to respond to God. And should I prove it to you? Jesus, I mean, Jesus responded when he was asked, What is the greatest commandment? Matthew 22, 37. He responded quite all right, unambiguously. Love the Lord your God, let's go with your might, what you do. Love the Lord your God with your soul. The composition of your will, your action, your intention actually. Will, your intention, your your ability to carry out a decision, your decision making. Said your your intelligence. Your 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 judgment of things. And he also said with your heart your heart is the seat of your feelings and your emotions he said love the lord your god with your heart so there is nothing like oh i only act my heart is not i mean i don't just feel it no your feeling is part of what must submit to god's greatness sovereignty holiness you know what holiness means is separate apart set apart that is god is so set apart when we say god you are only means you are so set apart you are so far you are so apart from what we can know humanly speaking so our response to that with our will our emotions our actions our thoughts our mind actually it's a sum up of us acknowledging that God is present in all of these areas of our lives. So, to, to, to cap it all up, you know when scripture says, I will bless the Lord with my whole heart. Psalm 9, Psalm one hundred and eight, Psalm 57. What it's saying is that all of my being blesses God. So, let me just quickly go, <laughs> take a leap into, take a leap forward what it also means is that when I acknowledge to bless the Lord with my whole heart it means that wholeness is restored to me sure even if a part of me wasn't working well when I acknowledge God to say I'm worshipping you with my whole heart it means everything has to become whole wholeness rubs up on everything there is no part that is missing you know what peace means nothing missing nothing mm-hmm. so everything comes intact intact so it's also prophetic
0: mm. in a way wow B- this is beautiful and you know why you, you, you you're saying all of this and i just um you know uh, I, I started um looking at the fact that you know, worship is a serious business. <laughs> I mean, it's a serious thing because it is all-encompassing. It is, um, I could say, it is man's, um, it is a reflection of um, of, um, of the man that God has saved. I mean, worship should reflect, um, you know, the doings of, him, of the man that God has really saved. And, uh, and I'm also um, quick to also say that, uh, I know we, we had this conversation before now about the fact that Uh, you know, when I mentioned that, um, you know, the whole essence of spiritual growth is um, tied to um, worship, right? Okay, so now I want to ask um, this, I mean, I needed to, like, make this very clear to all, because I know I I was trying to find the connection between um, spiritual growth and worship, right? So, is there any, in fact, is there any relationship between worship and spiritual growth, because I I feel strongly that you cannot be a man of worship, a person of worship, and remain the same, right? I also feel that um, you know a true sign of spiritual growth is is the fact that you give God the worship that is due Him. Yeah. So uh, uh, help us
1: connect the dots. So let's Disamb- let's let's disambiguate growth. Yeah, I will read from. Uh, Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant, baby. Verse 14 said, But solid food is, the, is for the mature growth, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Hmm. So, ability to discern is an evidence of growth ability to make discernment is an evidence of God sure. and then romans 12 verse 2 says okay let's let's just do romans 12 1 and 2 it said i beseech you therefore brethren by the so. mercies of god that you offer your life as a living sacrifice your whole being as a living sacrifice only and acceptable, which is your true worship hmm. worship is defined so now who can do this he said or oh, how can this be done it's about growth so let's see how that goes now because we have this we have talked about discernment now as an evidence of growth so verse 2 now says, do not be conformed to this word but be transformed. transformed by the renewing of your mind yes. so that that mind can discern what is acceptable before god perfect will of God discernment so offering my life as a living sacrifice which is true worship according to verse 1 cannot be done unless I am able to grow and growth can only happen when my mind is renewed and that leads me into being able to discern what is acceptable to God because you cannot worship the God you don't know Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can and if you don't know him, that means you don't know what he really wants. Huh. That's true. And what he is deserving of, because you don't even know, the, know his worth. So the ability to know his worth, the scripture says it is a result of renewer of your mind, which brings you to a place of designing what is acceptable and perfect will of God.: Absolutely. Absolutely. That is worship and spiritual
0: growth. Great. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's getting more interesting, um, you know. And uh, I, just I mean, I know our time is um, I mean it's fast spent already, and uh, I we should be bringing this to a wrap soon. Uh, are there misconceptions about worship actually that you feel we should um, sort of like review and break down?
1: Okay. Let's eat this one. Yeah, please
0: <laughs> go ahead. By all means.
1: So, so one of the misconceptions is that uh, I, I think I've heard in, in many places. If I mean I've heard it so much while growing up, and I knew that I mean something has to be wrong with that statement that uh, worship is when we give to God what He cannot give to Himself. Huh? <laughs> I usually find that that, uh, that statement to be pro- problematic. And let's 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 dive into the scripture. I like addressing my my thoughts and topics by the scripture so acts 17 verse 25 and then we read romans 11 30 uh, 31 32 33 so acts 17 20 uh, 24 and 25 goes like this it said the god who made the world and all things in it since he is lord of heaven and earth does not dwell in temples made with ants hmm. so he doesn't need Hands. Uh-huh. So, verse twenty-five gets more interesting. He said, "Nor is he saved by human hands, mm-hmm. as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things." And then Romans, Romans eleven, Romans eleven from verse thirty. 33, 34 to 36. So, all oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. All hmm. oh, the depth of it. Said, How unsearchable and are his judgments, and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became his counselor, or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? Hmm. For now, from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. What we must note from I mean from here is that worship is a privilege that God gives to us. Hmm. Worship is Worship is made upon by God himself. We cannot worship God without God. The scripture says, Jesus speaking, God is spirit. And those that worship him was worshiping in spirit and truth. What that means simply is that you cannot actually worship God without the Holy Spirit, without God himself. He needs to bring... Uh, worship can only happen by revelation. Jesus said to the woman, You worship worship what you don't know. You cannot give true worship when you don't know him. And knowing him here only comes by revelation. And revelation can only be done by the spirit of God. So that is why worship has to be done in spirit. By the help of the spirit. By the quickening of the spirit. And you know, Hebrews 10 also talks about our sinful conscience being cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ so that we can worship the living God. Hebrews 10, 13 and 14 establishes that. So, worship is a privilege that God grants us. We should be in awe of that privilege worship can only be powered by god himself worship is our ability to see the treasure incomparable treasure that is in jesus that is in god himself and that we acknowledge worship so let me let me let me go let me me enter here right now worship actually completes us not (laughs) God let me me, let's see because God is God of love God is love when he actually do you know that worship is commanded in the scripture and then someone is saying just us but God commands us to worship and you say God doesn't need it so why is he commanding it if he doesn't need it first God is love in his love for us, it commands us to worship Him. Do you know why? Because our worshiping Him completes us. The scripture says, For you will lead me in the path of life said, you will show me the path of life. Psalm 16, verse 10 and 11. He said, you will show me the path of life. So what is the path of life? In your presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. I need it. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. There is nothing else anyone is looking for around in this life. Whether you have known Christ or not everyone is looking for what completes their joy to be full and what gives them what pleases them what what gives them pleasure and that can last forever in whatever shenanigan anyone is involved with two things that anyone is looking for is me will I be happy? does it give me joy? and then will I feel good about it? does it give me pleasure? Now worship introduces us to the ultimate joy, fullness of joy. Worship introduces us to the pleasure that does not just last for five minutes or ten minutes but that lasts forevermore. God in His love wants that for you and I. At the beginning of this session I spoke about the scripture The psalm is saying, I will bless the Lord with my whole heart. His understanding there is that if I don't bless God, that is, barack Him, worship Him, my heart will not be whole. My life can only be fragmented and compartmentalized. One is hanging here, another is hanging there. But everything comes whole when I worship Him. We are worship beings. God made us to worship we are worship beings we are created to worship if we don't worship God we will worship something else Hmm. so in the love of God for us he commands us to worship him because he loves us because he knows that this is the only way we can be completed this is the only way we can have wholeness this is the only way we can have life at its best exactly what Jesus was saying see how Jesus speaks now I am the bread of life. You have to eat me. I'm sure you know that the bread does not need the bread (laughs) itself. So, in his love, eat me. Drink of me. Because I want you to hunger no more. I want you to thirst no more. That is an act of love. When he commands it, it's an act of love. Mm. It's an act of love. Absolutely. So... The next time we think about worship, just burst into euphoria, into gladness, and you know now. Maybe somebody is asking. So, what is the place of God? What does God get in worship? You know what God gets? God gets glory, and you know what glorifies God? The joy of you and I in worship. God is most glorified, when we are most happy and we are most joyful in enjoying Him. I actually gleaned that from one of my mentors that I listen to. So, I have mentors. Number one mentor pastor god mark and i'll be here and one of one of the great mentors i have is john piper so that's a line i gleaned from john piper god is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him worship brings us to that place of satisfaction where we lack nothing and that is what god longs for god needs nothing god created this world out of love god made you and i out of love. That is, he has an overflowing love that he is looking for where to share it with. Hmm. And then he said, let us make man in our own image. Absolutely. So he can be part of this love sharing. That is the essence of our creation. So when he now says, worship me, that is how we come into the fullness of his intention for our lives. Not because he adds anything to God. It's because it completes our joy
0: and makes our life whole. Amen. 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 Uh, wow. Well, thank you so much, Justice. Um, this has been refreshing for me and quite insightful. Uh, as we bring this to a wrap, more like this is just a final thing I think we'll do, and uh, maybe you can just um, pray for us. Uh, pray with us. Yeah. So, um, the question I want to ask you is this. Now, I haven't listened to all of this. I mean, you've touched on this, but I just need you to, like, you know, just in the brevity of time, just please still do this again. What ways do I then offer or show worship? Somebody's asking. I've listened to all of the things you've said. Now, how do I practically offer or show worship Escription. to God? The
1: scripture says in Colossians 3, verse 23, that everything we do, it said, do it as unto God. So let me read the exact scripture out. Uh, it says, whatever you do, do your work utterly as for the Lord rather than for men. What does that mean? How does that explain worship? So I said, worship is acknowledging God's presence. Hmm. So, what is God's presence? How do I define God's presence? God's presence is omnipresent. That is, He is everywhere. The practical way to actually live a life of worship is to acknowledge that there is no secret place where God is not present. Everything I do must be done in. In acknowledgement of god in reverence to god whether i am drinking water i mean another scripture to actually points to is first corinthians 10 21 it said in your eating whatever you do say do it to the glory of god that is worship
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow wow i mean uh, if this hasn't been incredible for you uh, then i don't know for me it's been absolutely incredible and i really want to thank justice for um, coming to the show today um, because this has been this is something that a lot of believers are struggling with and uh, with the help of god upon uh, you know justice life he has helped us to you know demystify these misconceptions about worship he has helped us to um, you know to understand the real um, reason why we worship. And also let us even know that worship is actually for our own good because it is not, we are not doing God a favor when we worship Him. It is, it is a part of our own spiritual growth as well. And, um, I, and I know you have your own lessons from this podcast. Why not share it with someone and let it be a blessing to them as well. Um, thank you so much, um, Justice, for coming to the show today. So,
1: uh, thank you, um, uh, every listener here. It's a privilege for uh, uh, (laughs) just about me, a a little of us like this. I mean, small me. Let me speaking to you. (laughs) Thank you for honoring God in what has been said. We pray for the spirit of revelation. We pray because worship only starts where our revelation begins Mm. 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 so therefore we pray for the revelation of who God is afresh no matter what height uh, wherever we are whatever states we are there is a new revelation of God that we all need Mm. therefore we pray the Holy Spirit to grant us insight revelation that we may know him and the power of his resurrection the fellowship of his suffering that we may know him and worship him we are the circumcision that worship God Mm. and we rely not on flesh thank you Lord God for revealing yourself to everyone and to that person that needs you as Lord and Savior that may not even know thank you Lord God for bringing the revelation of yourself as Lord and Savior thank you Lord for bringing yourself for revealing yourself as the most worthy so that we don't chase these earthly things at the expense of the most worthy. The scripture talks about the man who was looking for treasure and then found the most worthy treasure. Matthew 13 said he sold all that he had to possess it may we know you in this light
0: amen thank amen. you lord god thank you lord. in jesus mighty name we pray amen. 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 many thanks justice um guys if you're new to the show i'm so glad that you found us um please remember to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss new episodes a uh, new episode drops every week um tuesday and if you've been listening for a while now, I want to say thank you, friends. Um, if you're liking what you're hearing, I've got a request. Would you support us? It's pretty simple, really, and won't take much time at all. Um, yeah, so, my dears, um, first, you can hit the share button. Second, give us a honest rating. Um, let us know how we're really doing. Write a review on any of the platform you're listening from uh, because your reviews are cool and um, they help us you know, um, to do better, actually. Um, so once again, thank you, dear friends, for listening to the podcast today. Um, this episode was made possible by God and, of course, by my friends who um, come on this show for free um, to talk to us. Uh, if you have inquiries to make, um, please um, do not hesitate to send me an email at faithculture01 at gmail.com. Until I come your way next time, remain blessed and keep worshiping God. Thank you and bye for now.